0: You're listening to Kingdom Radio. On today's show, we have former Army Ranger Special Forces and former Army Drill Sergeant Joe Lanou. Welcome to the Second Amendment on Kingdom Radio with special guest Joe Lanou. Yeah, Laura, did you know that Joe Lanou has a Twitter page and he's got like a whole bunch of followers?
1: Well, yeah, he's
2: smart. No, 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 no,
1: no
0: I, n- I never knew that there. Joe Lanou was on any type of social media. It, I mean, the, ever, never. You know, and all of a sudden now he's on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Why the sudden change of heart, dude? I'll be honest, Elon Musk. You know me. I like I like my Constitution. I like he's on Tucker right now. Being an American. Oh, is he? Well, yeah, yeah, it was a pre-recorded something from last week, but they showed some last night, and then the part two's on right now. Yeah, I
2: I've, I've saw some clips of it. No, I, I like he's that he's a, a First Amendment absolutist. Uh, I agree with that. We're talking Constitution here on Kingdom Radio. You have a problem, and and here's the difference we have when they talk about a contextualist Supreme Court justice and a progressive Supreme Court justice. What we call left and rights. The contextualist tries to determine what the founders meant when they wrote those words down. The Constitution was not like drafted up on a napkin somewhere. I mean, this thing had to be ratified. It, was the, it wasn't the founding fathers either. It was the founding citizens. They had to ratify this and they had some strong opinions about things that are in the founding citizens. About. I
0: like
2: that. Well, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't just your George Washington and Benjamin Franklin. Sure. They helped put it together. But this thing had to be ratified. It had to be ratified just like if you would add or change an amendment today. Uh, two-thirds of the House, two-thirds of the Senate, signed off by the president, and then ratified by three-fourths of the, of the states. And that's the people in the states that vote on it. Hmm. And don't quote me on the exact times, but somewhere like, like 1879 or 1889 is when the Suffrage Act Amendment came in. I think it was the 19th that it allowed women to vote, but the first woman didn't vote until 1920.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: Hmm. It took it that long to ratify well I that they were able to get prohibition through very quickly. Yeah, prohibition.
0: There will be no alcohol served except Bud Light. I'm going cold turkey. Me too. Man, you know so much, you know so much about like history and everything, the Constitution and Bill of Rights and all of that stuff, man. It's it's I always love talking to you. Oh. You're listening to some real patriots on Kingdom Radio. The the Don't Tread on Me. At some point I did read it, and I knew the history of what it was,
2: but it was back with the colonists right it was you got to remember we weren't always the united states we were mm-hmm. we were states, but the government we kind of had was here before it was just ruled by the by the crown uh, and in England at the time you had the king George and, and most people in the colonies prior to seventeen seventy six until the declaration of, uh, Independence was sent over, and, hit, and King George's response, most people in the, in the colonies believed that King George was a good dude, oh,
1: and that yeah. Parliament
2: was the problem, because mm-hmm. they had this Parliament that would, was in between them and the kings where they felt. The laws were coming from Parliament. Uh, uh, the taxes were coming, the, the harsh punishments that were coming from, from Parliament, so they thought Parliament was the problem. It wasn't until they signed the Declaration of Independence. And the whole thing about John Hancock, I'm going to write it big so he can see it without his spectacles. He just wanted to make sure that he, his name was there because he thought the king was a good guy. Yeah. Oh, I see. And his response was, damn the torpedoes. We're going to show them who's boss. And uh, that that turned everybody sour. But it wasn't mass. But Massachusetts was the one that really kicked everything off. With the Boston Tea Party? Yeah, even before that. Before I mean, that. The folks in Boston, man, they were. That's a rough and rowdy crowd back in the day. Uh, the British were afraid. What they had was you had magistrates that, that were paid by the crown. So they would come in and they, they were paid by, the, but they were the judges, but they didn't really have a whole lot of control. They were just one of them. And you had all the colonists or the people that lived in Boston, Samuel Adams being one of them was a, was a pretty rough. Great cat.
0: beer, by the way, great
2: beer. <laughs> <laughs> I think he enjoyed a lot of it back in the day, but they, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't not uncommon to have riots. Uh, there was an occasion, I think, in Virginia where a new judge come in and he thought he was going to try to get along with the people, had this big open house and party before the night was over, like two people would beat to death.
0: Damn! Great party. When's the next one?
2: Wow. But isn't that how you
0: settled conflicts back in the day?
2: Legally? Well, go back, go back to 2A. You talk about the people that wrote the Constitution. They settled their differences with duels. You really think they intended us not to be armed? This Joe Lanou retweet is brought to you by Kingdom Radio. Two A. You talk about the people that wrote the Constitution. They settled their differences with duels. Yeah. You really think they intended this not to be armed? You really think they intended this not to be armed?
1: <clears throat> Hello. Tree.
2: Yeah. It's like they they
0: didn't have a problem with it. yeah. There would be like <laughs> the Republicans and Democrats is like no 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 we're we're done talking. Man, look here. I'm done talking. <laughs> Don't talk to Smart 12 dude. And then only one of us is going to be left. I mean, they'd probably, they wouldn't be like serving 10 years in office and more. That wouldn't happen. Well, <laughs>
2: don't, don't forget that Aaron Burr killed Alexander Hamilton while he was the vice president of the United States yeah! <laughs> <laughs> in a duel yeah. that was over really in, uh, a slighting offense. <laughs> he insulted me, sir. Yes. The glove slap and let the pistols go. Wow. I mean, that's history. So
0: that's where that, we come from. Yeah, uh, you were talking about the um in Massachusetts where they were the actual rebel. But the rest of the colonies and the rest of them they weren't like really trying to unite at that time, right?
2: You had the common sentiment. You had a population that most had never been to England. But yet they had this benevolent king there that takes care of them. Um, things hadn't been good for for since the 1750s mm-hmm. is when There there was a time period there through the Seven Years Wars that basically England, Great Britain, was occupied in other places. So the only thing they wanted was raw material out of the colonies. It was part of a chain that would come up from the the Caribbean. Sugarcane and things that were grown in the Caribbean would come up kind of the seaway, the the jet stream, and and go across. But it was raw product that they wanted from us. And as long as we provided that, they left us alone. Self-governance. We started that. We had juries. Um, and our juries were so lenient that any crimes against the crown, most of the colonists would, would let the person off anyway. That it got to a point where the, this is towards the end, close to the 1770s, where uh, the parliament demanded that all crimes be tried in an admiral court. Basically, they take you and put you on a ship, and you're tried with English people, not uh, colonists, oh, not, I see. not a, a jury of your peers. But uh, all of this went on. It wasn't like they jumped up one day and say, hey, "We're kind of done with this. Let's go, we're going to walk off." This went on for you know a couple of generations. So people were really fed up about it, but they thought the king was good. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until Lexington and all that fired up, and even then, even then, they uh, then to the point they sent the Declaration of Independence. In fact, all the colonies didn't sign off on the Declaration of Independence by it signed. Signed on July fourth. Uh, New York delegates didn't sign it. Well, it was actually, it it was
0: actually yeah. the 2nd, wasn't it? They were, they it was drafted really and accepted around. on the
1: 4th. Yeah.
0: It was recognized on the 4th. They said it was signed and everything on the 2nd, but it took them two days to get it over there. So, I mean, if you look at the uh, history and look no, up. No, it took,
2: it, they, they, had to, they had to vote on it. Mm-hmm. it. It was signed and accepted, but they had to vote. All the colonies had to agree that they want to send it to the king. It wasn't until the 4th that they had a group to do it, and, and that's because New York abstained from the vote. They didn't vote no; they just abstained from it. So they had a majority. They were able to say, this, "Yeah, this is our declaration of independence. We're so, going to send it." Just in case things, things don't work 9th. out
0: our way, I want to just say that I didn't approve or deny.
2: <laughs> well, honestly, I think that's what it was. Of course, you had, you had a lot of Tories living in the colonies, and these are pe- these are people who are loyal to crown. Uh, that the Senate, like I got some. What I'm saying is the sentiment that we were all we weren't all united in the beginning. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't until. Really, the first year in the war that they realized that this, it's on like Donkey Kong and we're going to win this. And of course, we had a lot of, a lot of issues there, just through the Revolutionary War.
0: What's up with the Boston Tea Party? Because Laura and I, we we've been trying to do some bucket list stuff, but I've never been to Boston, even though I'm from the East Coast. And the Boston mm-hmm. Tea Party, you know, uh, I can't believe I haven't. We'll have to do it soon. But what was the story with that one? Was that what started? Like you know, once that happened, why is that so famous?
2: Well, you're you're. You're 10 or 15 years into. OK, remember, Great Britain left us. Maybe I didn't finish that. Great Britain had left the colonies alone, self-rule. And somewhere around 17 mid 1750s, they start taking interest in the colonies again, figure they need to start getting these guys under control. So that's when taxes went and up. Taxes and went up, yeah. and they, there was even an instance in Massachusetts where a guy, there's some trees there that grow super straight. Probably even still to this day, they, they were good for shipbuilding. The guy made great ships. Uh, and they come through there one day and branded all the gr- good trees with the with the king's seal, and it was punishable by death if you took it in one of the king's trees. But it was this guy's livelihood. They took oh. all the good.
0: Ones. Sound like some bullshit to me.
2: <laughs> so yes, yeah, stuff like that had been boiling up. This is before the Boston Tea Party, and then there was a there was a tea tax. I don't remember exactly how much it was. It was kind of high. Obviously, and the colonists <laughs> that were that were uh, the rebels, basically as you would call them, or the or the early early, early revolutionaries, they stopped drinking. That's why we drink coffee. We don't drink tea because tea was not American. Um, but that was a point when the, this tea was ex- very expensive, too, by the way, it was, it was coming out of India and all the tea come into the Boston Harbor and they dressed up like Indians. So that they would blame the Indians and nobody would be punished with 50 lashes in the square because they couldn't identify anybody. Uh, they dumped the tea over, but it wasn't the only one. There was several of them it happened in Baltimore, happened in New York. Uh, it went on. And it happened in Boston more than once. Wow. So it got to the point where the, they, it was so expensive that the um, – I can't remember. There, there, there's a point there where where they dumped it out. It really cost the company that was bringing in a ton of money. I think it's, they'd lost insurance or something once it moved into the harbor.
0: Now, the tea but, uh, was going yeah. out or coming
2: in? Coming in.
1: Coming in. Coming in to sell. But mm-hmm. they were, that was the only company that was allowed – the British company was the only tea company, quote-unquote, that was allowed – to be in there and that's hmm. a higher
0: price. So that's like someone's coffee, like tea, right? And so I know how Laura is when she hasn't had her coffee. I mean, no wonder they're
2: like turning over boats and everything. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Americans begin to drink coffee. Yeah. That's why, that's why you have, it's more, uh, tea's popular in Europe and popular in, uh, in England or Great Britain, but it's not popular here. We drink coffee. but that's It goes back to the Boston Tea Party. To drink tea was un-American. Wow.
0: And also, you were telling me the, the people who you know spoke with the Boston accent, you said that was so popular. Even people in England were doing it. That was
2: like the cool thing to do, right? Well, I tried to run that down. It was actually something I heard uh, actually on a Joe Rogan po- podcast mm-hmm. that there was some uh, linguistist that, that had done the research and determined that most people in the colonies talk like people do with the accent of modern-day Boston. Yeah. Which made me laugh, because I think about that Samuel Adams commercial. You know, <laughs> cousin from Boston. Yeah, right? Pack your guy <laughs> over here. Put that to some Benjamin Franklin, some George Washington. You know, we we, we we look back and they spoke with a very eloquent British accent, but they didn't. Yeah. Hey,
0: man, tell me about uh, Bud Light. Wasn't that your favorite beer a couple months ago? Or is that still <laughs> your favorite beer? What is, what's up with some Bud Light?
2: <laughs> nah, I don't drink any Bud Light. <laughs>
0: You're not AR-15 <laughs> like uh, Kid Rock or nothing. Nothing like that, right?
2: Nah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wasn't buying it before. I'm not buying it now. So oh, I yeah. I mean, what me? does make? I wonder, you know, like, I wonder what their intention was. You know, I mean, I, I know what the result was, but I wonder what their intention was. Because it seems like now, like, the result of it is, like, everyone's making fun of transgender people. But, like... From the commercials, right? I mean, well, also, the not can- like like I, it's the cancel culture goes both ways. No pun intended. I
2: think they I think they misread the one with the whole trans thing. Right. So you know you get it if you're misread the room, really yeah. much where I'm at anyway. I don't care what other people do. Right. I yeah. want to dress up like a chick, man. Knock yourself out. Yeah, they're doing a good That's job, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't care. I kick ass but, and uh, swimming. They, so we kind of <laughs> sit back and just kind of let this go. Nobody want to be the the bad guy and saying, it's like, hey, that's, that's taking a little too far. But they went too far when they started like, oh, no, no, I'm a real woman. I'm having a period. <laughs> Fake news. <All> right? <laughs> so now women are like, hey, what the hell happened? You, you women, y'all, y'all, have, y'all been asleep at the wheel. I don't know right. what happened. You know, you fight for all them rights and it's like, yeah, this guy's better than me. <laughs> and literally what's happening is, is that men are better at being women than women. Beating them in sports. Women of the year. They get medals for being courageous. Fake news. Yeah. <laughs> you you, but I think they you, you get like one of those uh, I, CEO
0: I, positions I, I, that are supposed to go to a woman and a, a guy end up getting it anyway, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Lord.
1: laughs> no, he's
2: a real woman.
0: Fake news. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Man, the best one I see on Twitter is with guys who are like, where I say guys, it's, a, it's You know what he's trying to say Right (laughs) Dressed like a woman And they got a bottle A a box of tampons I'm like, where are you putting that? (laughs)
1: Yeah Fake news
2: I mean, reality's (laughs) gonna kick in there At some point, right? (laughs) I mean yeah. You, you could you can wish that to be all you want, but I mean when it comes down to practice, it's not gonna work out. Yeah. But to answer your question, Bud Light, I I think they I think they missed the turn. I think things have been rolling around and turning people kinda of like fed up with it. And yeah. and they just didn't read their their market share, I don't think, well enough. Oh, no. about it. Yeah. I mean, Bud Light I presents
0: <laughs>
1: real men with pain <laughs> <laughs> i mean you look at you know the country is split we all know that one half of the country are you know conservative ish and you have the other half that you know free reign and i think bud light drinkers are not the uh free reign people they're more uh, you know wine spritzers
0: yeah. <laughs> and how do they recover from that dude i mean they have to say hey i'm sorry and apologize i mean at some they point they're, to gonna to make, they're gonna have to make they're out to offend someone i mean what do they do nothing or what are they supposed to do here
2: yeah, I, I hope they learn the corporate lesson: is that just sell us what your product is and stay out of the rest of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's yeah, that's, what, that's the biggest do.
2: problem, in corporate America. They want to try to jump on the side. The problem is I jump on one side, I'm making enemies on the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I want everybody. If it was me, I want everybody's green dollar.
1: Exactly.
2: But, uh, You're listening to Joe LeNew on Kingdom Radio. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know you talk about politics, and I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm not. Yeah, Larry, he's not a Republican
0: or Democrat. Uh, I didn't no, know that. Joe LaNou is neither one.
1: Uh, well, you know, he's you? the only person. I don't think that, that you can I, I, you know, I'm all for term limits. I'm all for you know pe- people being able to make money how they want to make money and stuff. I mean, not illegally, of course. But I think that uh, I just don't think that our government is taking care of us anymore. They're just n- neither side. They all need to go. They're all fighting with well, each I other.
2: I think mean, part of the problem is the government was never intended to it.
1: exactly.
2: And, and it's it's good. You go back to the Constitution. When I when I, I didn't know nothing about nothing when I joined the army, 18 years old, and you raise your hand, you take that oath. You know what I'm talking about. I know Ron, what you're talking you about, take. sir. And it struck me that I didn't know what I was going to be swearing an oath to. Didn't really care whatever I'm doing. The army thing was go. But I was struck by the fact that I didn't declare um, my allegiance or my oath or my anything to a government a person right uh, even the united states i declared it to a freaking piece of paper
1: yeah
2: and it kind of struck my i you know, interested at this point and i started getting into it I actually you know, of course as a police officer i follow supreme court decisions because a lot of that affects
0: but you're only 18 19 at
2: this moment right no but it started an, uh, an interest in the constitution and how it got there yeah right Constitution is more deeper. It goes deeper than just, you know, 1776, we fought a war. George Washington was a good dude. And then these guys did, they they signed the Constitution and there's a Bill of Rights. I mean, there's a whole story that goes behind it. And it's the same argument we have today, which is better. A a large federal government and the states all work together as one as a collective, or individual rights where each state has its own and determines what it wants to do. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And that fight goes on today. Democrats are obviously what they call big government. Uh, so I'm 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 not for that. I'm I'm for a republic. And it's funny. Listen to Democrats. they talk about democracies in danger. Democracies in peril. Our democracies is strong. They'll use democracy a lot. We're not a democracy.
1: Yeah.
2: Our constitution guarantees us a constitutional republic, representative republic. And there's a difference. With a democracy, then it's kind of mob rules. If, if 51% of people want this, then that's what the law is. It doesn't matter what the Constitution is. That's and a you'll, democracy. you hear the progressives say that and talk about how the Constitution is, was, was written a long time ago. Sure, it was. But it's just as relevant today as it was then. And what's strange is it's the same argument from the very beginning. Wow. <laughs> what's going on with Trump, dog?
0: With this, uh, I mean, he had nothing to worry about, or what? The, what? The, what? the hell is
2: going on with well, uh, you Alvin know, Bragg? You, you and I have talked about this. Yes, we have. <laughs> and, and I won't say for for the for the hardcore Trump guys out there, I won't I won't say what yeah. they're going to want to hear because that's a state charge. Now, I think he's trying to do some funky thing about trying to make some bringing some feds on it, but he doesn't have standing. There's going to have to be a federal uh, uh, assistant attorney that's going to have to. To stand behind the state charge, I mean the federal charge on that, but I don't know. But he was saying which it was something like it was going to be we-
0: treason, like the penalty's death. I mean that's what Trump was saying. I mean, what, what's all that about? Who? Tr- uh, Trump yeah. was saying that they, they, it was the he's passed the statute of limitations, and so they have to change it to another charge, which is like treason, which the penalty's death. And I was like, really? I mean, what? No, no. What's what's up with the statute well, of limitations st- on that? Can't,
2: a state can't charge you with treason. That's that's a constitutional crime that has to be charged by the federal government. Okay. You know what I learned through all through a lot of this is that most people don't understand how our government's layered, and it's in the Constitution. It's, it's we see it every day, but we don't we don't see it. It's like I guess you can't see the trees because of the forest, or the forest because of the trees. Oh yeah. But um, the the only people that can enforce federal law is the federal government, That's the top layer of the cake. And because of the Fourteenth, going back to the Constitution, because of the Fourteenth Amendment. States have rights. They have the right to govern themselves. That was the, that was the big fight in the beginning. You had people like um, uh, Hamilton that fought for a uh, combined government, larger government. And you had people like Jefferson who stood on the fact that, no, we didn't fight this war to go have another, t- have another government to answer to. We answered to ourselves. And the premise behind that is, is that you talked about earlier, well, I can have a firearm because I have wildlife that comes to my house at night. Right. And why would it not be smarter for people in your county or people in your state to decide what kind of firearm you can have? Because you are going to have the same problems. Yeah. Why does somebody in New York give a shit what kind of gun you have down here? True. So that's the republic side of it. That is, that is the constitutional republic. That's kind of where I'm at. You know? I don't care. The abortion thing, of course, I think that could be solved easily. But uh, the abortion thing, let's take society. If, we don't, if, if, if people in Texas don't like what our abortion laws are, we can change it. We can change it a lot faster than we can change the federal law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but then you have the other side of the house that, no, it needs to be the same everywhere. How come somebody in Nevada has a different law to go get an abortion than somebody in Texas? Well, yeah. Because you live in Nevada. Yeah. It's like marijuana is
0: legal in Colorado, but not in Texas, sir. And you're like, oh, still yeah, illegal. of course. It's still illegal
2: federally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's still a federal offense. But here's your problem. If the feds were to, to take somebody in Texas and jack them up for a large quantity of possession of marijuana on a federal charge, and they go to the district court here in, in North Texas. They're going to sit with a North Texas jury. And what are they going to say? His only crime was he did it in the wrong place because it's a federal crime. Goes back again to the 10th and the 14th Amendment, equal protection under the law. Enforce it here if you don't enforce it there. So they pretty much shut down federal marijuana enforcement in California when This concludes
0: part one of our interview with Joe Lanou. Stay tuned to the next episode where we dive into the best Christmas light prank ever. Stay tuned here on Kingdom Radio.